Welcome back to Breathing Space, the quietest corner of the internet. I'm Sam Jarvis. Hit the follow button now for access to more stories to fall asleep to and start experiencing the deep relaxation you deserve from tonight. Before we begin with this factual recount of the history of the British monarchy, why not take a moment to wind down and relax? Come to a comfortable position, whatever shape that takes for you and your body. Let your eyes drift closed, and when you're ready, draw a deep breath in through your nose, and sigh out through your mouth. Breathe in and out. Inhale and exhale. Welcome the peace and stillness of the night into your body on your in-breath. And with every out-breath, Push the chaos of the day a little further away. Breathe in for one, two, and out for one, two. Inhale for one, two, three, and exhale for one, two, three. Draw a final deep breath in for one, two, three, four. Hold it for a moment and sigh out in relief for one, two, three, four. Now, if you're feeling ready, we can begin. The present British monarchy traces its origins from the petty kingdoms of rural Anglo-Saxon England and early medieval Scotland, which consolidated into the kingdoms of England and Scotland by the 10th century. England was conquered by the Normans in 1066, after which Wales also gradually came under the control of Anglo-Normans. The Anglo-Normans also established the Lordship of Ireland. Meanwhile, the Magna Carta, a document designed to ensure that the monarch at the time, King John, was not above the law, began the process of reducing the English monarch's political powers. In the 16th century, English and Scottish monarchs played a central role in what became the Religious English Reformation and the Scottish Reformation, and the English King became King of Ireland. Beginning in 1603, the English and Scottish Kingdoms were ruled by a single sovereign. From 1649 to 1660, the tradition of monarchy was broken by the Republican Commonwealth of England which followed the Wars of the Three Kingdoms. 
following the installation of William III and Mary II as co-monarchs in the Glorious Revolution, the Bill of Rights and its Scottish counterpart, the Claim of Rights Act, further curtailed the power of the monarchy and excluded Roman Catholics from succession to the throne. In 1707, the kingdoms of England and Scotland were merged to create the Kingdom of Great Britain, and in 1801, the Kingdom of Ireland joined to create the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. Following Viking raids and settlement in the 9th century, the Anglo-Saxon Kingdom of Wessex emerged as the dominant English kingdom. Alfred the Great secured Wessex, achieved dominance over Western Mercia, and assumed the title King of the Anglo-Saxons. His grandson, Æthelstan, was the first king to rule over a unitary kingdom, roughly corresponding to the present borders of England though its constituent parts retain strong regional identities. The 11th century saw England become more stable, despite a number of wars with the Danes, which resulted in a Danish monarchy for one generation. The conquest of England in 1066 by William, Duke of Normandy, was crucial in terms of both political and social change. The new monarch continued the centralization of power begun in the Anglo-Saxon period, while the feudal system continued to develop. William was succeeded by two of his sons, William II and Henry I. Henry made a controversial decision to name his daughter Matilda, his only surviving child, as his heir. Following Henry's death in 1135, one of William I's grandsons, Stephen, laid claim to the throne and took power with the support of most of the barons. Matilda challenged his reign. As a result, England descended into a period of disorder known as the Anarchy. Stephen maintained a precarious hold on power, but agreed to a compromise under which Matilda's son Henry would succeed him. Henry accordingly became the first Angevin king of England and the first monarch of the Plantagenet dynasty as Henry II in 1154. The reigns of most of the Angevin monarchs were still marred by civil strife and conflicts between the monarch and the nobility. Henry II faced rebellions from his own sons, including the future monarchs, Richard I and John, but nevertheless managed to expand his kingdom forming what is retrospectively known as the Angevin Empire. Upon Henry's death, his eldest surviving legitimate son, Richard, succeeded the throne. 
Richard was absent from England for most of his reign, for he left to fight in the Crusades. He was killed whilst besieging a castle. John succeeded him. John's reign was marked by conflict with the barons, particularly over the limits of royal power. In 1215, the barons coerced the king into issuing the Magna Carta, Latin for Great Charter, to guarantee the rights and liberties of the nobility. Soon afterwards, further disagreements plunged England into a civil war known as the First Barons' War. The war came to an abrupt end after John died in 1216, leaving the crown to his nine-year-old son, Henry III. Later in Henry's reign, Simon de Montfort led the barons in another rebellion, beginning the Second Barons' War. The war ended in a clear royalist victory and in the death of many rebels, but not before the king had agreed to summon a parliament in 1265. The next monarch, Edward Longshanks, was far more successful in maintaining royal power and was responsible for the conquest of Wales. He attempted to establish English domination of Scotland, however, gains in Scotland were reversed during the reign of his successor, Edward II, who also faced conflict with the nobility. In 1311, Edward II was forced to relinquish many of his powers to a committee of baronial ordainers. Military forces did however help him to regain control in 1322. Nevertheless, in 1327, Edward was deposed by his wife Isabella. His 14-year-old son became Edward III. Edward III claimed the French crown, setting off the Hundred Years' War between England and France. His campaigns conquered much French territory, but by 1374, all of the gains had been lost. Edward's reign was also marked by the further development of Parliament, which came to be divided into two houses. He died in 1377, leaving the crown to his ten-year-old grandson, Richard II, 